Welcome to Conversations with Vegan Parents. This is a podcast where a group of vegan parents come together and chat about our experiences, share any resources, recommendations and support to other vegan parents. We are not qualified to give medical advice and health and nutrition advice, although we may have some special guests on sometimes to do this. We are parents offering ideas to other parents from our own experience and knowledge and can hopefully point you in the right direction to companies and websites that can give you that advice. Join us at Conversations with Vegan Parents. I'm Christy. I've been vegan for four years and I have a five and a half year old daughter. Hi, I'm Caroline. Um, I've been vegan for just over two years um, and I've got a nine and five year old daughters. Hi, uh, my name is Emma. I've been vegan since 2015 and I have a 10 month old daughter. Brilliant. Thanks, ladies. Um, today we're going to talk about which milk is best and hopefully we're going to cover. Um, uh, formula when they're young babies as well when you're first going to introduce and for us adults whether there is a better milk out there for us so uh emma i know you've said you've got a chart there with some um, details on that you've done yeah for your daughter and what milks have what content i have indeed well when 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 my daughter sort of hit six months i was like thinking oh, i need starting to think about like food and like uh, what potential like milks have the best nutrient profile um so yeah so basically I, I just narrowed it down to like three milks so one is mighty pea which is a split pea milk um which comes recommended for um for uh, as a as a weaning milk for children although in the although on the packet it says suitable from two years old um in terms of its nutritional profile it's it, it it's much closer than it that to, to the to profile of cow's milk then say um i don't know just coconut milk um so the other one the other one i've got my spreadsheet is the provo mill soya so i like the provo mill soya because it's um it's organic it's grown in europe um so yeah so that that's one why that's why that appeared on my list um soyada is another brand that i do like and um, but that's sort of very very similar to that one and the outpro um growing up milk so yeah so with my comparison i looked at how much protein they've got how much fat vitamin d um amount of sugar calcium b12 and sort of any other any other vitamins that they have in them so um i guess i'll start with the uh, b12 so with the b12 that's got 2.5 uh 2.5 uh, grams of protein per 100 milliliters 2.1 grams of fat uh, 31.2 grams of uh, vitamin d uh, 2.5 grams of sugar per 100 milliliters 120 milligrams of calcium per 100 milliliters um, and 0.38 UGs of B12 and so 24.5. Sorry, go, sorry, go on. Which yeah. one was that for? Um, the Outpro Growing Up Milk. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so and the did only... That come out best, did you say, or, or all of them quite high on that? Um, well, the, the, winner, the, the winner for me was the Mighty Pea Milk. Um, 
that the main mainly the reasons that was that was kind of a good all-rounder because it was like the lowest in sugar um and it offered the most variety of extra vitamins so so my my concern with the outpro growing up meal was was the amount of sugar per 100 grams so just to put that into a real life scenario if you were aiming to get um say half of the amount of half of the half of the amount of calcium that you should um get so from milks that you're potentially looking at like 300 milliliters a day so that's um 2.5 grams of sugar per 100 milliliters so that's what you know, let's get a calculator unless any any of you good at maths 2.5 is it if it was 300 mil so it's times 2.5 2.5 per 100 milliliters uh let's get the calculator up so uh, 2.5 times 3 so that's 7.5 grams of sugar which is a lot isn't it Caroline yes it is rather a lot for uh, certainly for for children where you know we're trying to reduce the amount of, of sugar in their diet um in the first place um one of the, the the one that you mentioned the mighty p one other good benefit of that I've was having a little look at some other vitamins and minerals um, in some of those plant milks. Um, and one of the, the minerals that we didn't mention was iodine. Um, and it's particularly good for the uh, recommended amount of iodine um, in the, in the um, food or drinks that you should be um, having. So um, that's a, an extra benefit for the, uh, the Mighty P one as well. Yeah, the other reason it came up a winner as well, it had the most amount of calcium per 100 milligrams so the mighty p has 186 milligrams per 100 milliliters consumed um compared to the 120 in the outpro uh, growing up milk and i've not heard of this mighty p is it in normal supermarkets or is it a specialist from like a vegan super supermarket uh no it's 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 it's, um, it's quite readily available at supermarkets health food shops you can even get it online as well I think I'm just I'm just stuck with the Alpro brand, so I only ever go to that. New, <laughs> you know, you always yeah. buy the same thing, don't you, all the time? Unless you you're introducing a new food and then you research it and you choose it, then you just get stuck in your habits, don't you, of um, buying the same thing over and over. So yeah. I look out for that one. And does it taste good? Well, yeah, I I like it. It's um it's a very it's a very plain sort of milk. Um, it's 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 not very sweet, but that's I think that's what you want with if you're if you're serving it to your children, especially if you don't want them to get used to the t taste of sugar or expect everything to taste like a taste like a cake. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, trying to think what we made something the other day. I can't remember what we made. It was something savory, I think, and I use. I can't remember what it was, but I used like a little carton of grown up soy milk that you could get because they're the only ones that are small. So I take them camping and we can use one a day for porridge. And um, mm. we made something savory with it. And James is like, wow, I can smell the sugar. This it tastes like it smells like custard, but it was something that was meant to be savory, <laughs> like a white sauce or something, a cheese sauce or something. Yeah. And it was really weird. And I was like, yeah, it's because I used the less what we had left of that milk. And um, yeah, because yeah, really, we have unsweetened milk. So um, yeah, it was, you could really smell and taste the, um, the sugar that they had in it. Yeah, and I yeah. think um, one thing to be aware of, obviously, you know, you'll be 
be looking at those particular things and what you sh you don't want in those those milks and obviously what you do want is just to be aware that obviously the recommendations are that um, really they should unless they're at the point where you've got them onto three varied meals a day plus maybe one or two snacks um, that, that really should be sticking with the um, formula until 12 months ish or until you get to that point with, with the yeah, food so the, um, for the majority obviously the you milk to, yeah so you can yeah, use it milk. And stuff like that but not exactly yeah. yeah obviously if you're using some of those other other plant milks um, in other things to make you know porridge or you know whatever it might be bits that they, they kind of start on then that's absolutely fine but just to obviously cover me you know all of their vitamin and mineral needs to, to stick with those because um the one that you know is similarly uh, well we think is the only one at the moment that is available in the uk which is the smay soy infant formula um obviously contains absolutely everything they need vitamin and, and mineral wise um, and so until you're kind of covering that in their diet, just just being aware of kind of not switching totally from, you know, a formula to uh, a, just a plant based milk before it's. Uh, before yeah. So if so if bowl. they're under one and you're not breastfeeding, you want to give a formula milk and the nearest thing to vegan in the UK. Emma, you can tell us about the um, imported one in a minute um, in the UK is the SMA Weising, but you can offer. Different milks in foods alongside that yeah yes. and it doesn't have to be like our pro grown up milk you could have any milk that you're in there if it's not the main one yeah if it's not the main one and you know they're getting all their vitamins and minerals and um, from that that soya formula then of course you know it doesn't matter you might not need to be concerned about it so much it will probably only be once you um you know wean them onto those uh, three meals a day and away from formula as their main source of food and, and their milk and um, that you'll then want to think okay well you know what has this in how, is it you know um calcium fortified for example mm -hmm. does it contain any iodine or any additional vitamins and minerals that perhaps they're still not getting enough of from their diet even though they're on three meals a day for example Okay, yeah. another question I'm going to jump in again, sorry Emma, is that right. if you continue to breastfeed, so I breastfed until my daughter was uh, three years, 10 months or something like that, um, that um, does it matter then what the alternative milk is? If you've still got breast milk available to them, although she wasn't breastfeeding, you know, well, sometimes it was 10 times a day, but you know, it was more for comfort, I guess, but you know, she's still breastfeeding to go to sleep and things like that. Is it so important then to know what the alternative milk is? And again, I never gave her a cup of milk. It was always just in cereal or in cooking. Um, is the pressure kind of off there or do I still need to, I didn't, but did I still need to do grown up milk? Um, or, you know, if, I, well, actually we didn't turn vegan until she was 18 months, but um, yeah. So if someone was breastfeeding, do they still have the pressure to get the right milk? Um, that depends on the um, supplements that the breastfeeding mum is obviously taking. So if they are um, supplementing whilst breastfeeding, they're making sure they're supplementing with B12, vitamin D, iodine, omega-3, um, then generally not apart from one, um, one vitamin, and that is extra vitamin D. 
okay, for the breastfeeding baby. So the breastfeeding baby should have around 400 international units um, of the plant-based version of D3. Obviously, just clarifying for those people who perhaps don't know, um, D2, um, vitamin D, um, is totally vegan, whereas you can also get two versions of the vitamin D3, um, which is either animal derived or plant-based. Um, so just make sure that you're getting the kind of plant-based version of D3. And those supplements, that particular D3 supplement for breastfeeding babies um, tends to come in liquid drops. So it's just quite an easy, you know, you can kind of just drop it into their mouth um, quite easily. Um, so it really does depend on, on what mum is supplementing already. Um, and, you know, you don't, I guess, Diet doesn't matter so much when you are supplementing those things, but obviously it does help when you're also, you know, you've got a relatively healthy diet, you know, you've got your servings of, of your calcium, your protein, high in iron, etc. Yeah, I would, uh, yeah, I, I personally myself, um, I, I intend to breastfeed until, well, until we, until we both want to do it. Um, past the 12 months uh, purely for that reason because uh, we've I'm in the process we're in the process of like weaning her um, we're, 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 we're giving her like three meals a day and we've been getting a snack there but you know um, looking at the amount she eats I would definitely say um, you know that alone would not be enough to you know to give her, to give her what she needs on you know in terms of all the vitamins the minerals yeah. And uh, yeah, another thing is like the if, if you are if you are using if you are moving on to like if you are moving them onto hundred percent you know hundred percent of milk the plant based milks as a replacement and they are having all the meals the snacks that sort of thing the fat content is quite but fat and protein is quite important as well. Yeah, that's what I understood. The reason for the growing up milk was the higher fat content because they need higher fat for the developing brain. And it's one thing that I, um, I say struggle to get into my daughter. It's strange, but it's like healthy fats. So it's not like the junk food, but it's like she doesn't eat avocado. She's not keen on nut butters. I try and um, okay. give that occasionally oh, okay. different things. So it's like trying to get those healthy fats into her diet without the junk fat, the junk added to it if it was a cookie. Yeah. So again, obviously, another way that you can do that is disguising those foods somewhat mm -hmm. in maybe healthy smoothies. So avocados grow, go great into kind of smoothies. Or also, if you're making anything like um, kind of a homemade uh, banana ice cream, where you That's can also have every morning and I just yeah. stick that nut butter in there. <laughs> those excellent frozen bananas. And then you put a load of nut butter of any kind in there. Um, and that's, you know, really delicious. My children just see that almost as kind of like your, your average ice cream because it, you know it can still taste really sweet um naturally sweet but also you know you can get that high fat content in there as well um and yeah mixing them in again mixing it in things like um oats porridgey breakfasts that kind of thing um so there's definitely you know it is it can be tricky with things like that particularly with avocado i mean i'm lucky my children absolutely love avocado on toast so you know that is you know um easy to get into them but um 
just thinking about what you can get in and also you know you've got a decent amount of, of fat content in other kind of not just plant-based products but soy uh, sorry tofu products for example you know so um getting some of those in would be good and you know making things like um puddings with tofu i don't know if you've ever tried making you know like chocolate puddings with cocoa and um kind of silken tofu and blending it all up and you know adding some berries or some other you know nice um flavors maybe from spices such as cinnamon that they might like um so there's definitely lots of you can you can get inventive just get a few really good ways that you like to or um get some ideas um from the internet and just kind of stick to those things that they really like and, and just kind of up their fat content that way yeah and you can and seeds are a good one as well because like, um, oh. you've got your sesame seeds you can like if, if if they like smoothies or like or yogurt you can just blend it all together because one because uh, one thing we do for our daughter is we we, we sort of do our like own flavored yogurts we just buy the plain soya yogurt but then we like we put bananas um strawberries whatever fruit we have put some seeds in it as well just to add um add some more add some more calories and fat and then do you blend yeah. it all up before so it's not like because uh some yeah all blended up yeah. we're lucky we're luckily we're lucky she's little like she'll, she'll she's at that unfussy age she'll just you know whatever we give her she'll, she'll eat it she hasn't she hasn't turned her nose down at anything yet so yeah, yeah. that's good and just going back to um, when you mentioned earlier about obviously looking at sugar content and and how much sugar is is too much and things um, obviously you are going to be uh, trying to choose um, low sugar um, plant bit milks, which generally is about 2.5 grams per 100 milliliter or less is what you're aiming for where possible. Um, and low salt versions, which would be less than um, 0.1 grams per 100 mil. Um, and do avoid linking into what we said a moment ago about fats obviously anything that suggests it's light or reduced fat version you know don't don't go for anything you know you want a whole fat version of anything but um, so other than the um, growing up milk and the mighty pea are there any others good ones recommended because everyone seems to just go with alpro growing up when anyone's recommending or asking anything on facebook so it's good to see the mighty pea there um is there anyone any other options because with growing up milk being quite high in sugar the, uh, like at the top end of what's acceptable um yeah are there any low sugar other low sugar ones other than mighty pea um, um, I don't think it's got some I haven't seen any in particular because I think they're all quite varied and I do struggle myself even though I don't have young children now I you know I'm still looking for you know low sugar etc etc and um they're also varied in what the, the content of not only sugar but vitamins and minerals etc so I don't know if Emma you found anything else um it's challenging i think because um because they're going back to going back to the soya milk um the two brands i buy are provo mill or soyada because they say because they're organic um, grown in france and pesticide free however um they have they do have the added calcium versions but that but then that but then you get the extra sugar so with the provo mill with the added Provo mill soya added ca calcium it's 2.4 grams of sugar per 100 milliliters however it, this one does score highly on the calcium it's 3.7 milligrams milligrams of calcium per 100 milliliters consumed um, and 
and the calcium is 120 milligrams per 100 milliliters. However, they don't include the B12 or the iodine, whereas the MyTP um, is 3.2 milligrams of protein per 100 milliliters, and the fat is around 1.9. So it's it's very difficult, you know. I'd say the for me the mighty P is the winner just purely because it's so low in sugar. I've got 0.2 grams per hundred milliliters, or it might be none. Um, and then that's got then that's got the most amount of vitamin D. Um, it's got a decent fat content at 1.9 milligrams per hundred milliliters. 3.2. Uh, milligrams of protein, 186 for calcium, 0.94 for the B12, and 31.2 for the iodine, which is, you know, which, which Caroline said is is quite an amazing amount. Yeah, and I think I think that is great. Um, but just that first one that you mentioned, sorry, Emma, I've forgotten the name of the first. Uh, Provermil uh, added added calcium. Yeah, and obviously that was great. That was obviously low in sugar and, and had a lot of those other vitamins and minerals. But I think you said it didn't contain iodine and was it? Yeah, it didn't have well, B12, right. iodine. Yeah, I mean, I think what should just be considered with, with that, and I think obviously if you can get everything in there, that's great. But we definitely obviously should not be relying on those to um, provide all of the, the, the multivitamins, um, particularly those those key ones, which we, we've mentioned before, the B12, the vitamin D, the iodine, and the, the omega-3 DHA. Um, so we should always really be supplementing at least those four things, and then anything extra you get in plant milks or you know other fortified foods you know calcium fortified tofu etc etc is, is is a bonus um but you it's not always necessarily reliable that you are going to you know get that exact amount in plant milk so you know you don't always necessarily measure out the quantity of it you know you might be someone so it settles doesn't it at the bottom of the milk so that's right uh, watched a video like about pouring half of it out and shaking it so i'm not going to do that that's but right. you know you've got to be aware that it's um, not going to be mixed fully in it. I, and the most thing that stopped me making my own milk at home is the added vitamins in it. And But I do give a multivitamin as well, but I know it's not got the full amount of B12 needed. And so then I'm like, okay, well, I need to have the milk as well to have that um, fortification top up. But um, on the previous episode, you mentioned about the veg one having enough and doing a children's version. So I might do that and then start making my own milk and um yeah balance out. Yeah, make, making your own milk at home is awesome i used to do i used to do my own um uh hemp milk sometimes and what was the other one i did sunflower my, my own sunflower milk um before before i became pregnant and i had all good intentions of doing my own milks and getting like the added vitamins but 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 now I'm there. There's so much else you have to do as a mum. I'm just like yeah. no, and and it has the vitamins too. Yeah, definitely. The convenience is so much needed when your children are young. When they're a bit older, you've got a little bit more free time on your hands. But yeah, when they're young, go to the shop, get get the carton. Um, yeah, moving on to it. adults, like, is there a better milk for adults, or does it not matter? Is it completely like preference, taste? Uh, I would suggest, I mean, again, it comes down to, yes, preference and 
for most people, the biggest factor is convenience. If you're able to make your own, let's say oat milk, for example, which is, is relatively straightforward, but still a bit time consuming, then that's always going to be your best option because you're just making it from the whole food. Um, and in the majority of cases, um, a lot of the um, plant milks that you can buy these days, they not only have the added sugar that we've mentioned in, in some of the other ones, um, but one of my biggest bugbears is added oils. So you'll look at some of the plant milks and you've got, you know, you've got extra sunflower oil or rapeseed oil, which isn't the end of the world, but for a lot of people who um, perhaps don't follow a 100% um, healthy diet, you know, or they've got a lot of already kind of high fat foods in their diet, kind of secretly adding lots of extra really high calorie foods into something which a lot of people will have every day, you know, on their breakfast, in their teas, in their coffees, when it's really not a necessary, you know, ingredient. Um, so, um, you know, there are some out there which you can find perhaps without oils. And um, I do know that uh, Aldi, when they first started bringing out their um, plant milks and they had their oat milk, I was really ecstatic because it just contained oats and water and nothing else. And I was, you know, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And then as they developed it, they brought out you know, they've got soya and they, they redeveloped their oat milk. Now, just like all of the others, it, it contains kind of vegetable oil and, and several other kind of um, chemicals, which I was quite disappointed, you know, because we all really need to have a life with slightly less chemicals and uh, kind of high density uh, calories in, in mm. the foods that we're eating, um, certainly in this, this modern world of convenience foods. Yeah, I think it. I think it depends on your health and like and fitness goals, if you like, and and if you're, um, and if and if you're prone to put on weight or you're just lucky enough to burn to burn it off. So, like to the best of my knowledge, um, like, oat, oat for example, oat milk is is very high in calories, which which makes it a great milk for children. But if you know if if you're someone who who struggles with weight management, um. You, you might want to maybe look at like, like soya milk, which is lower in calories and higher in protein or, or, or pea milk or something like that. So it just depends on what, what it, you know, what, you know, how much you rely on milks to get what you need and, and, and what you want. Yeah. So there's not a one size fits all almonds yeah. are better than cashews or <laughs> oats. Uh, yeah. A lot of people go like pea or hemp um, rather than the, the soya or the oat. And is that just it's lower fat or um, lower sugar? Um, well, pea, and hemp, pea and hemp generally are higher in protein, which might be one of the reasons why, why people choose it. Um, so and I would imagine that maybe also there's a there's going to be a group of people where allergies pay a play a part as well. So soy and, and oat allergies, gluten allergies. So um, yeah, 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 pretty limited then, aren't you? It's down to the pea and hemp. Um. Yeah. Indeed. But yeah, for me, the mighty pea is a winner. I, I, I actually I have that one myself because because um, even though even though my 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 pregnancy complex does have um does have iodine in it um i'm quite conscious of the fact that my daughter takes most of what, what i'm what i'm having so i need to i need to i need to make sure that i'm getting extra for myself yeah definitely 
so I think, do you think we've covered everything? So we've said about the Weiss, um, Weissing, is it? Um, the, the formula, the oh, yeah. and then, you know, before one, it needs to be breastfeeding or formula. We can't really alter, offer any alternative there. Um, and then when they're one, if they're not breastfeeding or formula anymore, then it's growing up milk or mighty pea. And then if they are still breastfeeding or you can keep on the formula, then any plant milk is okay. Um, and then what age would you say that it becomes less of a pressure to have this um, high fat? So say they're not breastfeeding, they're not um, on formula. What age do you have to stop buying the growing up milk or the mighty pea? Although, you know, Emma, you're saying, you know, the mighty pea is good for any age the grown up milk is, you know, high fat and high sugar, you don't really want to be having that as an adult. So, um, and it's also more expensive, I think that what age does that become less of an importance? I think, you know, really between the, it, it's going to, again, like we said with other things, um, it's a bit individualized, it's personalized on, on the person, what their diet is, what kind of other foods they're eating, because um, obviously if they've got children obviously between the ages of five and 12 are going to need still a really good amount of, of fat in their diet um, for healthy growth but if they are including those other things we mentioned earlier like your you know your nuts and your seeds and your avocados and things like that um, then you know plant milk isn't a necessity you don't have to get it through that source and um, that's obviously just a personal choice um, and you know and as they get older than that into teenage years and then and, and beyond into adulthood um, you know milk of any kind is just not not necessary if you don't want it in your diet you don't have to have it in your diet as long as you're you know um making sure that you have you know essential vitamins and minerals from other plant-based sources then you know that's that's a personal choice really so you'd say kind of up until five really is like stick with the um absolutely yeah up until five and obviously still make sure you know if you're concerned that they have not got enough whole food um healthy fats in their diet from other sources then continue to use that as as your option any last thoughts emma to add to that um uh, i would i would probably agree agree with caroline just uh yeah i um, i mean i've I, I do I do I do read a lot about that plant-based nutrition um not, not qualified but I think when they're little like it's yeah definitely important to focus on get getting all those getting all those things in especially for their bone health and their brain health brilliant thank yeah. you so much girls I think we're going to end it there thank you for coming and recording with me today thank you for listening to today's episode I hope you have found it helpful in some way. Come join us over on Facebook at Conversations with Vegan Parents Podcasts, where we can continue this conversation and where I will share any links to any of the websites that have been mentioned in the recordings. If you have any topic ideas for future recordings or you want to join us in any of the recordings, then please do message me. You can message me on Facebook at Conversations with Vegan Parents Podcasts you can find me on Instagram at Raising Myself, or you can find the podcast on Instagram at convo underscore with underscore vegan underscore parents, or you can email me at conversationswithveganparents at gmail.com.